It's Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, if they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans, and this is Happy Hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're back at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they have a happy hour here every single day. Not just the day we happen to be here, but every day from 3 to 6. This happy hour only goes for one hour, but their happy hour goes for three. We can get half-priced drinks and half-priced starters and bar fare, which I believe means food, by the way. I have three people joining me for happy hour today, each of which has a fabulously interesting name. That's how you were chosen, I believe, to be on the show by our producers, April, Allison, and Graham. So um, shall I just go around the table or across the table? I'm going to go across. Here's Barbara Blank. Hello, Hello. Barbara. Now, is that the greatest name of all time or not? Yes? Yes. Yes. Barbara Blank. Yeah. Are you related related to anybody else, Blank? No, I'm not, but I actually share... This same exact name with a, um, she's like a WWE wrestler. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. And so her Instagram is like the real Barbie Blank, or and her name is Barbara Blank. And so, and um, she's pretty hot. So I'm I'm willing to share the name with her. You're so. pretty hot as well. It's special. I'll take it. Would you agree, guys? <laughs> I, I agree. Renzo Amores is here. That's a great name as well. Yes. Um. Pleased to see you again, Renzo. Welcome back to Happy Hour. You've been on here before. Uh, it's been about. I think it's been close to five years. Is it five years I know. ago? You haven't changed a bit. You still look fabulous. Thank you. I remember all the stories from five years ago. Renzo was a, uh, a photographer in the Navy and took photos in Iraq and all over the world. Yeah, not in Iraq, but, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, close to Iraq. Yeah. Was, How close were you to Iraq? Well, I mean, I was close at times, but I wasn't doing that there at the time. Uh, most of the stuff that, as far as like combat stuff that I saw, was in um, Yugoslavia, former Yugoslavia, oh, and Serbia, Serbia, and Croatia, Croatia yeah, Kosovo, all that. Still pretty impressive, right? And yeah. had Renzo had photos in the New York Times, and Washington Post, and Time Magazine, and Newsweek. Yeah, um, and you're probably wondering if uh, is Barbara really as hot as I think she is? Is that what you're thinking, Renzo? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she is because Barbara is an IFBB, International Federation of Bodybuilders. Professional and BPI sponsored bombshell. It says it right here. Yes. Where did I get this? It's from? in black and white. It's got to <laughs> be. You just wrote it. It's got to be right. Yeah. Well, so it's official. She's hot. Yes. It says here that you were the first bikini pro in the state of Louisiana. Yes, I was. Yeah. How about that? The first bikini pro. What yes. does that mean, even? Well, it's the, so it's the same federation as bodybuilding, and it's funny because I'm like, oh, you know, it's I'm a technically a bodybuilder i guess but and everybody's looking at me like okay <laughs> you really look like the quintessential bodybuilder but when i first started competing um bikini it's the same federation but bikini was a new you know category um so i started competing and turned pro so they had there was other You're a professional yeah. bikini wearing bodybuilder yes pretty okay much can all. you take your top off and show us what you look like <laughs> come on just maybe just after maybe arms. after that just yeah. show us your arms. come on yeah i mean you know i work out i work like, out not built like a crazy you know, ass bodybuilder type No, no, no. So, I mean, bikini has has definitely, over the years, gone from, like, you know, your, your nice, like, beach body looking type of girl. And then over the years, it's gotten more and more muscular. It's probably one of the biggest 
issues with, well, I that's think. That's why I want to see what you look like. Yeah, well, I just don't like that look, you know, so okay. I don't really compete anymore. I still work out every day. But I love fit so and health and fitness. So did you used to have giant muscles like No, this? not at all. No. So bikini, you, no, no, bikini is more just like your feminine physique and, you know, your beach body it's like type a of look. Pageant. Sort of, but re- definitely more fitness, you know. More toned? Yeah, more toned. And so it's like a hot-looking chick type competition. That's pretty much it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, so, that's so, it. so how much bodybuilding is in it and how much... Well, it's the same. Bikini. Yeah, it's the same. So there's all different divisions. And so, you know, you have your your heavy heavyweight bodybuilding. You okay. have your physique competitors. and, and which, um, which one are you? Bikini. Oh, so bikini. that's a separate so, division. Yeah, it's a separate division. But within uh-huh. the same... So I competed at the Olympia, which I don't know if... I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but that's like the Super Bowl of like bodybuilding. So you see your the big, Olympics. your big one, like Phil Heath and Jay Cutler, and these like, you know, the, wow. the, the bigger bodybuilders. So I competed at that show. So that, you that's were like in the a Super Bowl of bodybuilding. I was, yes, and it's 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 crazy. It's a who totally different. Re- who are you representing? Well, you, I was competing, you know, just As in my yourself. division. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you, you I was representing Louisiana, but yeah, were. I mean, yeah. So I was competing what in that you, division. What was your title? I mean, you, whenever you compete Are you Miss there, Louisiana or no, not technically. You just become a pro. I mean, since I turned pro, there's been several other ones, ever other bikini pros in in the state. Right. Um. So, but it's just. What are their names? I'd well, like to see. meet them as well. Nicole um, Coleman is one of them. Nicole um, Coleman. Okay. Mm-hmm. She still lives here in in New Orleans, and Ashley um, Cronley. She lives in Florida now, but she's she's a bikini pro. Several other ones, you know. Gabrielle, all, all, all hot, all hot Gabrielle girls. Gabrielle is hot. Well. Gabrielle, have you ever thought about being having a bikini pro yeah, bodybuilder? <laughs> That's intimidating. Gabrielle, come in here so I can talk to you. That's it. So Gabrielle Evelina, you guys. That's only two thirds of her name, though. Is a solo and blues singer and guitar player based out of New Orleans, which is in Louisiana, which is all I know about you. That's all that's online. Yeah. Why? Why is there such a secret about you? I just started like doing music stuff. Um, I moved here from New York right before I started uh, high school, um, and so I played during high school, and that's like right. the big. Um, so how long thing. ago was that? That's like three weeks ago. <laughs> You've had time to write a bio, presumably, and put it online, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I played. Did you just finish high school? Yeah, the you just graduated from last year. Yeah. From last year. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 20. 20? Yeah, oh. I just turned 20. <laughs> we can certainly get you a drink if you'd love it. Do you have a, you have a fake ID? <laughs> oh, man. Because definitely Barbara can no. get you a drink if you like one. Yes, I can. <laughs> I just turned 30. <laughs> Did you? Congratulations. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Thank you. So what's the deal with drinking? You get all kind drinking? of compliments on this have- show, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you do when you go into a bar? Do you, I mean, nobody would. You don't. You look old enough to get a drink. Does anyone ever card you? Um, I, not really. Not in the city. No, it's not like. <laughs> I, I've been carded numerous times, and look at me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But you don't get carded ever. Maybe it was an AARP discount. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got carded. They wouldn't let me into Tipitinas. Can you believe that? They literally would not let me in. No, they're playing the letter of the law. That blows my mind. I, said, uh-huh. I don't know if I, I don't 100% have a license believe that. Did you walk right into tips without a card? They don't, yeah. They Holy don't. shit, I'm going. She's a girl. <laughs> yeah. Girls get away <laughs> with so much more. I can't, really. That's true. That's it's true. Yes, absolutely. So what are you doing now? You're out of high school. Then. I'm just focusing on music and like writing. So you're not going and to college or anything like that? Um, I'm going to waste time getting a degree. Or <laughs> Maybe. I don't know yet. On? 
I don't know. I was looking into Berkeley, but I don't feel, I'm not feeling the Boston. Berkeley School of Music? Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you apply? No, nah, not yet. Well, you'd have to do that. Probably. Yeah, so, yeah, probably would. What is that? Is that a fly? Yeah. So, well, you're not going to Berkeley School of Music, that's for sure, because Mm. school just started. Yeah. And you're here. Yeah. So that's good. So you've got a whole year in front of you to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I do. I do. So what are you doing? Are you living at home? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still here in the Marini. Right. um, So So that your real name, though, I mean, I know this is your real name, Gabrielle Evelina. Is that your name you're going with as far as, like, a singer? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because... Is it true that your other name was Gottschalk? Yeah, last name Gottschalk. So, so that's like one of the most famous music names in, in New Orleans <laughs> history. Are you related? I don't know. I don't. You I don't have no know? idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, Andrew Searock is going to be looking that up for us right now. Ancestry.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what what, what, what was his first name? Gottschalk. What's his? Uh, Louis, Louis. Louis Moreau, I think. Was it? Yeah, Louis I think Go- so. Okay, look that up, Searock. See what you can find. Yeah, Louis you know, Moreau. Louis Moreau's correct. Okay. Who knows something about him? Renzo, do you know anything about Louis Gottschalk? It's the first time I ever heard of him. you never heard of his name before. <laughs> Don't look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was born in New Orleans to nope. a Jewish businessman from London and a Creole mother. He had six brothers and sisters, five of whom were half-siblings by his father's mixed-race mistress. Hmm. Okay. And why is he famous? Why should we know his name? He wrote some incredible pieces of music. You don't know this. Are you serious? You just He's a composer. I've never looked into it. I've known about him. I was just, I've right. never. Listen to your it. awesome voice. What about that? <laughs> That's pretty impressive. We'll make you sing something in a minute. But so you went to NOCA, right? Yeah. And how long is that? Five, six years? Um, how long ago? No, how long is that? Is it five, five years of high school? <laughs> It's four, regular. yeah, four regular years. high school. Yeah, I mean, it depends on Perfect. when you want to go. You can go for just your senior year, just your junior year, or did you whatever. go for the whole lot? Um, about a year and a half. So it was like the end of high school for me, okay. which was fun. It was really cool. So you came here from New York to go to high school? Yeah, I was playing with Preservation Hall um, on the saxophone for a while. You're um, a saxophone player at Preservation Hall. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. That's getting more interesting by the second. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. How did you get that job? Um, so they had like a junior thing where they were teaching younger people how to play um, like traditional jazz, and um, they just let me do it. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's a big deal. That's yeah. a huge deal. I would think um, it is a huge deal, yes. correct? Not as big as a deal. It's like, what are you doing? The wrestling thing? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or no. the dope. The modeling. That is a pretty big deal, too, being at, no. <laughs> being at the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. Yeah, I mean, that was... Do you have a, any photos it's of a that? a lifetime ago. Yeah, I got it. Let's um, have a look at some photos I'm of a, that. I'm going to hook it up right now. Yeah, okay. that's what we need to see. Renzo, so last yes. time I talked to you, you were making movies. Yes. You were making a movie about... Should we go back to that point where you were making a movie about a wrestler talking about World Wrestling uh, Federation? Yeah. You were, you were, I am playing the I am Luchador. You were playing the part of a Mexican wrestler with a... Well, that was we were thing was, on your face. I was doing that because of of my uh, dissatisfaction with relying on other people. So uh, we were what we were doing. We were making shorts of the. Uh, you said you're dissatisfied with working with other people. Man, it's already we. Who who else did you have to rely on? Well, no, I just didn't want to rely on other actors to show up or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just. And we didn't have a lot of money, so uh, we just used what was on hand. So I was like, well, I'll just put the suit on and do it, and. Uh, so we were making shorts, okay. and um, 
in order to uh, gain interest in the whole film. And, and we, we eventually did. And it was, uh, it was a rocky road of, of people. Well, go, okay, go back a couple of paces then. So you, you wrote this screenplay. Yes. About a, as a Mexican wrestler? Yes. With a, who wears like a mask. Correct. And a tight bodysuit, spandex bodysuit. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's as I remember. It was like a turquoise sort of yes, color. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all, he was wearing a blue mask. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the, he would go, the whole story was just a, you know, he, in, the, in the movie you were pretending that, wrestling was real and he was being paid to to lose his final fight so the uh the mexican drug cartel can put their guy in as a champion and uh and so if he won the fight he would he would live and get some money if he lost the fight they would or i'm sorry if he won the fight they would kill him right and if he lost the fight they you know he'd live and get some money so he had to be a loser but he'd be a loser but not only that there's actually after Somewhere along the way, I, re- I found out that the actual drug cartels of Mexico are in every part of Mexican culture. They, except for, um, I thought that was something very inappropriate when I first looked at. These are girls in bikinis. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, they're in every part of the Mexican culture, and the one part of the culture they couldn't seem to get into was Mexican wrestling. And now this was, is true. This is true. Okay. And this is because the, the wrestlers themselves and the organizations didn't want them because children looked at them as heroes, as superheroes. You know? So they, they tried to keep that as far away from them as possible. So this story actually turned into this idea that they were trying to, to get in, and this guy was still trying to keep them out. Uh, but your, whole, your character is trying to keep them out. Correct. So who played the parts of the naughty Mexican people? Um, well, we never, we never filmed those parts. That's no. the thing. Because uh, it ended up, we made shorts with, with, with the people that we had. Uh, a couple little scenes, like concept, conceptual. Right, that's you know, what I saw, something yeah. like that. You were in a swimming pool. Or... Yeah, there was that one. There was a swimming pool one. And then, uh, and then we eventually got interest and it went it went pretty high i mean wwe looked into it you know and, All right. and it was like it was a lot of people that looked at it and told it i mean actually it's one guy that looked into it, it was a very big producer and he was in mexico at the time on vacation and i uh and he said well just email me the script i'm on vacation and i'll read it and i was like well, i don't need email it to you while you're on vacation and uh he's like oh no send it and he sends me back a rather long email like a couple days later on how terrible the whole thing was. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, he went, he went into pretty far detail. This is a, this well, is some, you, some, this yeah. is a Academy Award winning producer. Well, let's, well, you might as well tell us his name now. I can't. Oh, that. come on. I can tell you. How did you even find this guy? I just kind of met him one day. It was actually funny. because Yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah, and I met him. And oh, I was, we can guess who that was. Well, no, he's not from here. He's from L.A. And, yeah, I, and uh, I asked him, I was like, oh, so what do you do for a living? He goes, oh, I'm a producer. I was like, oh, I make. I was like, uh, like what movies and stuff. And he was like, yeah. And I said, you do anything good? And he goes, well, <laughs> I did uh, Unforgiven. And then I went, oh, well, I'll just shut my mouth. <laughs> Unforgiven. <laughs> C Rock can look that up for us in one second and tell us who that was. Did you guys ever see Unforgiven? You wouldn't have been allowed into that. I don't think ever. Probably at uh, thirteen or something. 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your Do you ever see it, Barbara? To... Okay, no. talking of talking of R-rated, let's have okay, a look I at these photos of you. It's not, it's really... It's... <laughs> it was only in the corner of my eyes. Don't swipe right, oh, don't swipe my. left, okay? God, look at that. <laughs> Holy shit, look at that. Check that out. Yes. Oh, my God. That you is cover awesome. of a magazine, and it's real. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> crazy. Who's the other person? So the other girl is... Look at that. She, was, she had it. won that year. Um, she, so, that's, so she's in another division. Um, Are you making out with her in this? No. Spirit? Just posing. Just posing. Just posing. Okay. So she was, she's like a Miss Olympia, and she's won several times. Um, oh. So, so look at that. That is a pretty awesome shot. I mean, it's, I, I, I can Do say I was that? on the cover of a magazine, and I, yeah. you know, I feel good about that. So what you, <laughs> Even though my what's, the deal with, what's the deal with body waxing? Body waxing? Do you have to get everything waxed off you? I mean, yeah. You, for you, these yeah, you gotta, competitions? Yeah. Because we're the, right across the street here, you know. Yeah, the European <laughs> Wax Center. I was going to ask you, have you ever been over there? Not there, no. Where do you go to get no, body No, I have a, my, a, my own... She's amazing. Her, her name's Ashley, and um, I go to her. She's, she's not the Ashley you mentioned earlier, who's also, who now lives in Florida. No, not the same Ashley. Different Ashley. Different Ashley. So you got, you've got a personal now everybody's waxer. Now everybody's visualizing two bikini pros waxing each other. <laughs> and it's, t- it's, taking a tur- vis- it's taking a different turn. I'm, I'm not able like- to visualize waxing. because uh, Have you ever seen anyone get waxed, Renzo? No, I have not. Okay, Gabriel, have you ever seen anyone get waxed? I'm going to tell no. you, it is not a pretty thing. Like, it is the most painful it. Nobody tells you when you go in <laughs> right. that it's going to be the most miserable experience of your life. Nobody tells you that, I right? Could, I could tell you They just you talk that. about how great it is and how like, awesome you look after. No, 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 they don't. But you lay down and you're like, automatically you feel like just totally exposed to the world, right? Because you're just... Well, you are naked. Yes, you totally are naked. And someone's pouring hot wax on your pubic hair. <laughs> is that what's going on? It really, is basically? horrible. Like, it's really... I mean, but I will tell you, the first time is really bad and then it gets... It gets more get, tolerable after that. Because you kind of know what to expect or because yeah, you're I mean, dead I, in the area. Yeah, th- you kind of, the hair doesn't grow back as, like, deep in the, into right? the follicle. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, but the first time, is, I remember I left and I was like, I don't think I'll ever do that again. But then it, but, it is so great after, like, it's just. Is it really? Is that great? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, you can, I can What's call my so, husband and ask him if you want. <laughs> He'll tell you how awesome it is. Is it great for you as well? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you just, feel so, you just feel so good, and like <laughs> you feel so you good. You like look so fresh and clean. I love it. You look like a little. I'm a huge advocate for waxing. I will do it for the rest wa- of my life. Is yes. that right? How often do you go? Every like six weeks. You go every six weeks. You have to go every six weeks. Yeah. And how much is it? Like usually, like it depends on where you go, but like fifty to seventy. Fifty to seventy bucks every six weeks. That's about the same as you spend on cigarettes, Renzo. Maybe no, actually much more. Much more. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much is that a year? Fifty bucks every six weeks. Did you have to do math, Gabrielle, as part of your high school education? I think so. Well, can you figure that out? That's if Barbara gets waxed know. every <laughs> six weeks, like approximately it's fifty-three weeks in a year. I feel so on the spot. Fifty-three. It's fifty-two by six. weeks in a year. Okay. It's like eight times. Fifty-two. Xerox says it's eight times. Times. Let's let's waxed. call it seventy bucks. Okay. So about six hundred dollars a year. Okay. Well, worth every tax. penny. Including tax. Tax. <laughs> yeah. What about tipping? Do you have to tip someone who rips I, all yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I off? tip. I feel like that's a freaking, it's a pretty intense job. So you, <laughs> can you imagine being that person? No, no, I can't. That's why I'm so fascinated by it. It is so fascinating. Maybe I, you should I, get, should get the, the wax. Well, I got a free coupon from, <laughs> from European Wax Center. Oh. Do you want it? No, I am good. 
<laughs> I feel like you need to. You probably both. I think everybody should just experience it one time. Just do one you think time. That? Like, really? Yeah, I can't even I do, imagine. Why I do I get it. I mean, when a long time ago, I used to shave my legs. Uh-huh. And uh, is it when you're in the military? By the way, when I was, uh, it was. But I was uh, I used to. I used to race bicycles, so mm. I would shave my legs and everything. And I, I did like the feeling. Yeah. Uh, you know, of afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. afterwards. Like because how my legs felt. You know. <laughs> right. Yes. Why is yeah. that? Though? Oh, you just kind of felt sleek and yeah, you're fast like and getting the sheets at night. <laughs> yeah. You know, your like, legs are all smooth. Yeah. Right. It's a good thing. It was Did nice. you shave your legs, Gabriel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, but for you guys, it might be commonplace now. Yeah. But it was like right. No, know. it's a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> guys tra- traditionally don't no. shave their legs. No. But and one did time it make I you go faster. Cut, oh, I don't know. But one time I cut the the back of my heel mm. pretty badly, ah. and that was uh, I think that was close to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I started shaving my legs when I was in second grade. <laughs> yes. So I, I, my was mom six? bargained. Yeah. My mom bargained with me because I, was, I used to suck my thumb. Yeah. Okay. No. Your mom gave a, you a razor. So I used to suck my thumb. And she was like, listen, this has got to stop. I'm like, okay, I'll stop. But you have to let me shave my legs. And she was like, what? all right, done. This is six year old. Yes. Holy shit. And I shaved all shaved <laughs> I was the only what I was the only do? six year old at school with freshly shaved legs. I was like, How much hair was on your legs at six? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> enough that I knew that I did not want it there. And what were you shaving it with? A razor. Your mom gave you I a razor. I think she probably shaved him the first time and then after I was you know, I was I'd like to talk to your sufficient. mom. Where, where is she? <laughs> oh, she's probably at home. Maybe. Is she in New Orleans? Did you grow up here? Yeah, I did. I grew up here. I've lived here my whole entire life. Really? Mm-hmm. What part yeah. of the city did you grow up in? So I'm from the West Bank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready and for some sort of reaction. I, I get it every time I say it. So what just, sort of reaction are you expecting? I mean... People laugh at you? Yeah. You look know, down people, on you, think less of you. A little bit, yeah. That's what you think. A right? wanker, you know, West Bank. <laughs> right. But then I went to high school uptown. I went to Earthline. So, um, so that... Balances out. Uh, yes. Then so Ursuline's then I, got its own problems. So, so when you talk like, to Ursuline, then they think you're stuck up. A little classy, a little yeah. hood. You right. know, I got that good balance. So you're trashy, West Bank, yeah. and classy Ursuline. Right. <laughs> Correct. Okay. And where do you really fall? Somewhere in between those two? or? Yeah. Right dead smack in the center. <laughs> and then you turned into a, pro, a bikini pro. I loved, what, what was the pathway that got you from Ursuline to becoming a professional bikini well, I majored Body in art. Builder. I so it, I don't know. I majored in art in college, so I was definitely okay. more your side mm-hmm. of so the. So right. this could lie in store for you too, Gabriel. <laughs> yes, you, you never off, know. You started off majoring in art. In mm. co- what college was this? Southeastern. Okay. Yeah, fine art, painting and drawing. That was wow. mine. That's crazy. Yes. Oh, so you can draw and paint. Yes, but then I really started being involved. I love fitness; is my passion. I love it. I love everything fitness. about it. Yes. Mm. And um, so I really started getting involved in that, and then I was a personal trainer, and that's kind of how it started. And then from the competing, that's how the food business got started. Okay. Oh, we haven't got to the food business. Yeah. So you're not. So you. So you never went to did anything with your arts education. No, and you didn't end up mm-mm. being whatever. What would you have done with an arts education if know. you had gotten a job? Actually? I don't know. Being an artist is. It's a lucky, tough thing. I mean, it's a really tough... you got hooked on bodybuilding. Or the, I know. You really Bodybuilding saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> saved me. So do you still look like that 
photo if you took your clothes off? Now? Well, I'm I'm, th- I'm three months pregnant right now, so okay. probably not. Three months yeah. is not going to make no, a whole I mean, lot it of difference. Doesn't, it really, it doesn't. Well, but, are you one of these people that's not going to show because you've got some of the abdominal muscles? I mean, I hope so. That'd be that'd be delightful. You don't want to look pregnant? I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't. I'm I welcome the whole pregnant body. I think it's beautiful. So right. I'm, you're not I'm worried about, about it, but you're no. not worried about putting on weight Mm-mm. and being fat. No, I mean I still exercise, and so no, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, this is exciting. When's the baby due? Then? March 14th. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. good. 2018. It's going to be a life changer. Do you have kids? No, I do not. Okay. I'm assuming you don't <laughs> have kids. 20 years old. You can't assume anything necessarily, but no, you no. don't, right? No. So where do your folks live then, Gabriel? Do they move with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah just my mom. Your mom and you move together? Yeah. And yeah. she got a good singing voice as well. <laughs> so who's the Gottschalk in the family? Is that your dad's side of the family? I... I only grew up with my mom, um, so I don't know my dad, but but who's, my where did grandfather or my grandmother is Gottschalk. Your grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you never met your dad at all, ever? I think I did once, but you can't uh, remember. Yeah. I don't well, know. I've got news for you. Here <laughs> <laughs> he is. I, I promise you, it's not. There's me. a sort of resemblance, isn't there? I promise you, it's not. Wouldn't that? How do you know that, Renzo? Oh, I I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> how would you know that though? I know if I have children. I'm not. I'm not some irresponsible guy who suddenly. No, but you know, know what if, what if Gabriel's mom got knocked up and she never told you? <laughs> didn't happen. You know. <laughs> I think is it, as he takes this, a sip of his drink, he's like, didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. I know it didn't. There is a sort of family resemblance, though, really, isn't there? <laughs> what, what, what ethnic background oh are you, Renzo? I'm Colombian and Puerto Rican. Wow. Colombian and Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's your background? Uh, Jamaican and white. Jamaican and white. Yeah. No, it's very hard to find a common ground there. Yeah. <laughs> I always get told that I look Colombian, though, so I can get that, yeah. Okay, maybe you are. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's not so far from the truth, perhaps. That's why we need to go back to Ancestry.com. Let's we'll do find it. All... Sea rocks on it. We'll find all about it. Well, Lewis Gottschalk is one of the most famous musicians in New Orleans. I'm surprised that you spent four years or a year and a half at... At Noka, no one brought that up. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they go? I would have thought they would have gone on about that constantly over there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, nobody could even like pronounce my last name, so it's like okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, in New York, it must be a very unusual name. Not really, because it's so culturally diverse in New York City. Yeah, it's like, right, right. Yeah. When did you first develop this incredibly deep voice? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I started. But you didn't start off shaving your legs at six years old like some people here though right no yeah I don't so even... when did you go from having a little girl's voice to having this really... I've always had a deep voice even um, as a little yeah. kid oh, that must have been great yeah I remember being like 13 well before that I was uh, deaf and then had De- tubes placed in my ear so I couldn't really play music until I got like a little older um, you were really deaf for real yeah like until what age? Um, I, my mom would have to answer that one for okay, you. Probably till kindergarten or first grade. But um, Can you remember not hearing anything and then suddenly being able to hear? I vaguely remember being in the car with my mom and she was like talking to me and I had no idea what she was saying. Oh, I've had that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will have that a lot. But, but like, yeah. Really, that would be as a little kid. Yeah. But can you remember when you, I mean, so they put tubes that you got knocked out in a hospital, I assume. Do you yeah. remember the operation? Um, I think I might have woken up, like, in the middle of it, and then, like, what? I don't remember much of it, and I remember just waking up afterwards, and... Did they... you know what was happening? you remember? No, I had no idea. You know I was, idea. Yeah, yeah, I was like, kid. six, yeah. You were six? Yeah, right well, when you were shaving your... I was going to say, <laughs> right. six people are pretty aware of things. You've burnt that all out. Aware. 
You really <laughs> don't remember that at all? No. How is no. it even possible that you could have your head operated on? <laughs> yeah, not, I don't know. But you were deaf until the age of six then? Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's huge. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, that's I mean, an incredible six. story, yeah. Aww. I'm surprised you can talk, actually. <laughs> I mean, don't you learn to talk before? Yeah. By, by hearing? Yeah. So were you sign? Like, were you, did you sign to your parents? Pretty much. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really knew, I do guess. Do you still sign? Hmm? Can you still do sign language? No, not at all. I don't even know how to do it, which is insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. But you, uh, I'm absolutely speechless. You were, you were six years old before you could hear anything. Yeah, yeah, which is... You couldn't hear a thing. Nothing. No, not that I, not that I know of. And you don't really remember that? Have you... <laughs> well, do, I mean, do, you, probably, you probably seemed normal, I guess. You know, I mean, normal. if you... Not normal, but I mean, she probably just learned how to. Yeah, I, you know, just. What do you mean by normal? I, don't I thought know. you would have been sent off to a special school or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually. We were living here, and I went to Catholic school here, and I just—that's all I remember. Like, that's it. <laughs> I need to hypnotize you or something and take you back. I can't believe that you could be deaf. And not hear a thing until and then six years old, and then one day, well, then one day you can suddenly hear things, and you don't, <laughs> you don't remember that. No, that's crazy, Renzo. What's your take on that? Doesn't that seem amazing? <laughs> no, it is. Um, I, I mean, I'm kind of. I mean, I agree with you on the idea that it sounds. It's kind of neat that you can speak normally, and I don't mean yeah. that in a. I mean, because when I yeah, was no, mm-hmm. like. Five or four, four or five years old. I didn't know how to speak English at the wow. time, and that's when I learned. You know, mm-hmm. and that's uh, traumatic enough. Yeah, and I still have this really thick accent. You know, I <laughs> but it is traumatic learning. I remember language at five. Yeah, I remember just speaking gibberish. You know, like pretending that I knew how to speak English. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's wild. Wow. You know, but you do remember that. I do remember that. Can yeah. you still speak gibberish? I can, <laughs> I can speak a little bit of gibberish here and there. That would be. So, what you, were, you spoke what language before? Spanish. Spanish. And do you, do you sp- still speak Spanish? Uh, I don't, because I don't need to. But, uh, yeah. but can you? But I can uh, if I need to. Uh, you know, and I just, I was just reading actually. Um, been reading a lot of stuff recently, a lot of books recently. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but anyway, some book I was just reading. The Bible. It wasn't that, but uh, <laughs> anyway, they were talking about learning in languages and stuff like that, and and how a child, when you're a child, at you know in your early ages, you can learn up to well, not up to, but uh, on average, about three languages at a time, and, and keep uh, them separate. And keep them separate. Not only that, you can keep it into your adulthood. You can. You can speak them without any sort of um, accents. Uh, so, so each one will have its individual correct accent. Right. You can speak <laughs> Spanish with a real Spanish accent. I, I, English. In my well. head, I believe I sound like a four-year-old. But yeah. As a, when you speak Spanish. That's what I think, but I, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> wow. Do you speak any other languages? No. no. Barbara, you don't. I assume from the West Bank and Islam. Yeah, I mean, us dumb no. people from the West Bank definitely don't speak to it. Yeah. Are you the no, smartest person from the West Bank ever? No. Oh, my gosh, no. There's, the West Bank is a wonderful place. Let me just clarify that, okay? Mm-hmm. It I is a no wonderful, wonderful place. What part of the West Bank did you grow up on? That makes a big difference. In Gretna. I grew up in Gretna. Gretna. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, mm-hmm. actually, I, I lived in Lakeview for a little bit, and then now my husband and I live in Belchase. 
Dog chase. Are you still living on the West Bank by choice I'm now? Back, yes. <laughs> well, back that's in really interesting. The tunnel. I mean, yeah, the tunnel. The tunnel. <laughs> Where's your husband from? Is he from here? He's from the West Bank. He's from the West Bank. <laughs> and he's too. an awesome person. He's I'm amazing. sure he is. That is interesting that you still live there, though. Yeah, it's not we a foreign country. And you and, your husband, <laughs> yeah. you and your husband have a food company together. We do, called yes. Called Clean Creations. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? That's right. Okay, we're going to talk about Clean Creations in a minute, but first we're going to make uh, Gabriel sing something for us. Yes. Oh, okay. What do you think, <laughs> yes, Gabriel? I'm so excited about that. I'm, I am too, and I can't believe that. So that we can, Here's a good question, finally. Uh-huh. Do you remember the first time you heard music? Vaguely, yeah. I'd like, yeah... I don't know. <laughs> what, what was it? I think it was, um, I want to say it was The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. What an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, play, you haven't brought the saxophone with you, though. You no. Bought, you <laughs> bought a guitar, so you can play anything, basically, by the sound. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are you going to play for us? What sort of music are you, do you write your own stuff? Um, I'm starting to write my own stuff, but uh, for now I just like sing covers and you know pick things from those covers to right. put to incorporate into like my own music. That's the ultimate goal. <laughs> and what are you doing? Are you playing out? Um, I just started back up. I was doing it a lot. Like I was performing a lot when I was like 17 or 18, and I think for any 17 or 18 year old, it, there's a lot going on, like emotionally. And um, I think it was just like a lot for me at that age. So I took like a year or two off, and now I'm starting back up again. So that's okay. that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's grab a guitar and, and hear something. What do you think? You know, what do you want to play? Um, Is this in your way here? I don't know how to do it. I can hold it. I've never done this before. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So I think I'm going to do a cover, um, and it's called If It Hadn't Been For Love by the Steel Drivers. I don't want to, like, get this. (laughs) That works. Never would have hitchhiked to Birmingham if it hadn't been for love. Never would have caught the train of Louisiana if it hadn't been for love. Never would have run through that blinding rain without one dollar to my name if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for love. Never would have seen the trouble that I'm in if it hadn't been for love. Would have been gone like a wayward wind if it hadn't been for love. Nobody knows it better than me. Yeah, I wouldn't be wishing I was free if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for love. Oh, cold walls against my will. At least I know he's lying still. Oh, cold walls without parole. Oh, 
never would have gone to that side of town if it hadn't been for love. Never would have took the mind to track her down if it hadn't been for love. Never would have loaded up a 44 and put myself behind the jailhouse door if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for love. For cold walls against my will At least I know he's lying still For cold walls without parole Lord have mercy on my soul to Birmingham if it hadn't been for love Never would have caught the train to Louisiana if it hadn't been for love Never would have loaded up a 44 and put myself behind a jailhouse door if it hadn't been if it hadn't been for love If it Hadn't been if it hadn't been oh, uh. Thank you. Oh my goodness me. Thank you. I couldn't wow. really hear myself. <laughs> you couldn't hear everything? <laughs> no, I couldn't hear really? it. Really? Well, we I heard hear it. the guitar. <laughs> Man, that was that was unbelievably good. Thank you. Holy crap! What do you think of that, Barbara? That was amazing. Thank you. It was Aww. so good. Yeah. I'm like, Lorenzo. I had chills when no, you started. Shocking, isn't it? That was amazing. Thank you. Very, Thank you. very good. <laughs> and to think that the poor little kid is deaf. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wow, that was amazing. What a voice. Thank you, thank you. Do people say that all the time when they hear you? Are they surprised? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. It's powerful. So what do you want to do with this awesome voice of yours? Um, I don't know yet. Um, I definitely do want to, like, perform more, um, but actually be able to write my own stuff. Yeah. And And so you started writing your own stuff? Started, yeah. What sort of subjects are you writing about? Um... Like about what are you what are you writing about? Heartache or happiness um, or Jesus? <laughs> I have um I have more of like a blues okay. voice, so definitely probably like heartache and. Uh, Do you want to play one of your own in a little bit? <laughs> Do you have one ready? It's in, it's in the it? works. It's in the it's works. Not ready yet. I'm gonna make you play something else before we get out of here, though, right? Oh no, it's too. When you want to hear one, it's too good no? not to. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh, you're. So- Thank you, guys. Really impressive. Have you ever like cut an album or anything? No, no. Just out of high school. <laughs> I mean, we need to get this girl a record deal. Oh, my God, no. well, Do you want a record deal these yes. days? Is that what you actually want, a record deal these days? Or you... um, I don't know. I have no idea. I just want to be able to play something that people can, like, relate to. Um, I don't know. Like, I'd, 
I don't know. That's I think people can relate to just someone with an awesome voice. And yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't even yeah. care what you said. It just sounds right. It's so right. beautiful to listen to. Oh, I guess. So what are you trying? But what are you trying to do? though? you just want to. You just want to work. You just want to be a professional yeah, musician. Yeah, yeah. And wherever that goes, and that's right. Cool. <laughs> you want to sing for you like a big singer in a band? Or yeah, I I would. I would like a band. Um, just starting to work that out now, but Is like, you like a fly? Because I have, that's a fly. <laughs> Why is this fucking fly on? <laughs> land on me all the time. <laughs> I wonder what the reason for that is. So, wait, are you going to put a band together, or are you looking? Yeah, for, that's that's like that's, that's hopefully the, the goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking for guys and yeah stuff to play with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because all of the good cats that I know, they all went off to like Juilliard in Berkeley. So I'm here ah, <laughs> while they're there. Yeah. So. Oh, so all the kids you went to school with. Yeah. Yeah. I played at preservation hall f- with and education. whatnot. Yeah. Oh, but you didn't. No. So no. you think you've made a mistake, or think they've made a mistake, or everyone no, just got their I, own thing? Yeah, I think everybody's on their own little path. Right. Um, I would rather like be here because it's such a huge community, music community here. Um, everybody's so supportive of each other. It's awesome. So yeah, right. you can't get it, you can't get anything like that. Not in Boston or in New York or in LA or anything like right. that. Um, so so if you spent the four years that they've all gone to school just playing with these great musicians in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you would get the same kind of education, I would imagine. Yeah. Unless you want to learn how to write charts and stuff, which it, I mean, is that useful? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, so much for that idea. <laughs> what about what about makeup? Who does your makeup? <laughs> I do. How about that? Is that impressive? I love it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Look. Yeah. What do you think, Renzo? So Renzo's in showbiz more than anybody here at this table. Uh, I mean, I can't do my own makeup myself. I have to have someone do this for me. But what do you think of that makeup? That look, it's pretty good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, isn't it? No, it's great. Yeah, so we're going to talk about clean creations, food, okay. and then which order should we do this in? We have to find out what happened to your, to the film, Luchador. We, we keep getting off the subject. Mm, we got a phone call. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so you never made that movie after the guy... Oh, first of all, C-Rock is going to tell us who is the producer of Unforgiven. Did you figure that out yet? Dude, don't... Uh, Clint well, Eastwood directed it. Well, there's several, directed there's it. several producers, so... Well, we'll guess the right one, though. Yeah, good luck. We'll go through their names. <laughs> C-Rock, uh, who would have produced that for Clint Eastwood? Anybody got any ideas? I, do, I have mm. an idea. Who's but Clint Eastwood's producer? <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Um, hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> well, C-Rock will find it for us. Okay. Okay. So, the, so did that really just put you off the whole thing? Well, you know what happened is it wasn't just that. It was a couple other things. And um, What are you looking at? Uh, someone's calling me. Who is it? Let's take it. Be on your watch. <laughs> okay. It's like... It's Michael Michael Lamana. He does he does uh, he does music for some of my movies and stuff. Okay, see how uh, I put, him, put him on speaker. Yeah. Hey. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, here I just said that word. Oh, that's fine on this thing. So Michael also does. Uh, he makes video games and stuff as well. Oh, oh really? Yeah. What 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 sort of video games do you make? What kind of video games are you making? Uh, well, right now we're making a couple of kids' apps. The app board probably didn't work out good. I want that one. Could you hear it? Could you understand any no. of that? <laughs> Can't follow that. Uh, I do music for TV. Push that, dude. Oh. <laughs> he does music for TV, music TV as well. Yeah, oh, like, really? Uh, what sort of TV the, shows? Uh, what was that, that, that runway show with the models? 
What was that called? Dude, IMDb. <laughs> IMDb Project Runway. Project not, Runway. Well, not Project Runway. Uh, Michael Lamana. Okay, we can do that. We'll have C-Rock do that for us. Yeah. What, what, what's he calling about? I, I don't know. Oh, because uh, I was just in New York, and I and his daughter, who I used to babysit, I uh, met up with. Yeah, and I right. uh, met up with her, and, and then uh, and we. I mean, we just been best friends since how old forever. Is, how old is Michael's daughter now? She's what twenty? Twenty two? Twenty five? Twenty four? Twenty four? Twenty four? What age did she start shaving her legs? <laughs> this came up earlier. There's a reason. <laughs> Can you hear me? Hey, what are you on the radio? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not exactly radio. It's kind of radio. Well, thanks for the notice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, All right. I'll call you back later on, Mike. Yeah, All right, later. later. Well, that's nice of him to call. Yeah. <laughs> Do you babies to babysit his daughter is now 24? Yeah. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? I am 45. Okay. Yeah. So oh. do the math. Gabrielle, uh, what's the math on that one? Jesus, I hate, I hate all these math is, questions. If Renzo is 45 <laughs> and the, his friend's Michael's daughter is 24. <laughs> you can see her. This is, ah, oh here she God. is. Wait, straight thug life. Like yeah. this picture. I like it. What is that when you she have was not a, aged at all? <laughs> no. He doesn't look any different, does he? Yeah. That's what I was saying. You it's that beautiful skin. Yeah, I know. Healthy it's living. Just, <laughs> it says Colombian jeans. Wait, right. healthy living. He just, he just said that. Okay, let's go. Then. You need to stop smoking. I don't really smoke that much. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's what. I, you yeah, went outside before the show to I have know, a cigarette. Right, and you asked me about it, and I said, yeah, I don't actually smoke most days. Right. And, uh,. So, yeah. Did you feel nervous and so you felt like you had to say yeah, usually, if I, usually if I have a drink, I will. Ah, yeah. that's right. the thing. Right. It's yeah. the coincidence of drinking. Yeah. But I, I mean... Don't listen to any of this. <laughs> you know, but I do, I mean, I eat pretty healthy, you know, and... Uh, you were, you were going to be a vegan at some point. Did you stick to that? Yeah, I've been vegan now still for four and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that's serious. Yeah. yeah we, well, I, you're talking to the right person mm-hmm. because Barbara's got a business called Clean Creations, which is all about healthy eating. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's right. I, so what is the deal with that? What so do you do? Do you like Blue Apron? Mm, sort of. So Blue Apron, you still have to cook the food. Okay. Um, and all of our meals are prepared. So if we go to cleancreations.com, mm-hmm. you deliver the food cooked. Mm-hmm. It's, is it cooked by someone wearing a bikini? No. no. That would definitely no. add 10 bucks to it right there. I mean, I, I can be, for an additional fee, co- I might be able to deliver it in a bikini. <laughs> now you're talking. It's a big, uh, are, are you cooking it? No. No. So, when I first started the company, so I started the company literally out of my kitchen yeah. um, of my house. And when was this? This was almost just about seven years ago. That's a long time to keep mm-hmm. a business going. So you've been doing this for Trucking seven along. years. Yeah. So this is an established real business. Yes, it is. Not just some crazy idea. No, not. Okay. Me. So what is the concept? You cook healthy food for yeah. people. So we have chefs. Um, we have chefs that, that are amazing. They really do a great job of making really gourmet style healthy meals. We put out a brand new menu every week. And then our clients then go on, on the menu and they can choose from meal plans or they can, you know, pick and choose from an a la carte menu and then... Um, it gets delivered fresh to their home twice a week. So all they have to do is just warm it up so it's done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So someone shows up at my house, and this is in New Orleans. Right? In, in New Orleans, yes. I mean, this is not all over the world. Well, we do North Shore Baton Rouge all over New Orleans. Wow. And, um, okay. and we will ship within Louisiana, but we don't ship out of state. Okay. So what's, what, what's in it? it I mean, like, I mean, like, is it like... 
I mean, it's, it's a complete meal, um, right. and we really base everything off of, like, lean proteins, complex carbohydrates. But, but why couldn't I cook it myself? You can, but you don't want to do that. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah, to do that. You're a busy right. man, right? you got a lot of going on. You got, yes, you know, correct. You, you have a social life. Oh, you know, yes. You know, so. I about that. Right. So. so I don't have time to cook my own food. Yeah, I mean, look. Screw that. So. I need someone to show up with it twice a week. It's a game changer, I'm telling you. Is it, really? it really is. And it's actually good, healthy, t- and it's, good tasting, yes, and it's, it's delicious. Healthy. Yes, well, absolutely. There must be something right about this if it's been going for seven years and you make a yeah, living and you and your huge, husband. Yeah, there's a huge need for it. I mean, right. people really, and the crazy thing is. It's what a, is the need for it exactly? People I will, are too lazy to cook, is what I'm Well, it depends, on, it depends on the client, right? So we have professional athletes who are eating for a purpose, right? So for their sport. Um, we have elderly people who no longer get out and about, and they are not standing at the stove cooking. We have busy moms. We have profe- you know, doctors and professionals who don't have the time. Um, and so it, it just depends on the person. But so I can pick what I want off the menu? Yeah. and we cust- So we really customize. So for you, and I, I follow a predominantly plant-based diet also. Mm-hmm. And so you can really choose anything that you would want from the from the menu and then we'll customize it to be plant-based right. or to be paleo or or whatever mm-hmm. you know the customer really wants. Can you get cake with it? I mean, we have some desserts, but we don't have cake. No cake. I love cake though. Me too. That's my <laughs> yeah. first that's my first requirement. Well, if I don't get cake, what can I get like cookies or something? Yeah, we have um, these awesome gluten-free cookies, chocolate chip cookies and like these little energy bites and so some sweet it, stuff, yeah. It's not all gluten-free all your stuff or is it? Pretty much everything we prepare is gluten-free. Okay. And if it's not, we can customize it to be gluten-free. Okay. This is pretty interesting. Okay, yeah. so how much is it going to cost me if I'm going to be eating this clean creation? So the meals range from 10 to 11.50, depending on the meal. and then our, okay. our Per bre- meal? Yeah, per meal. And then our breakfast meals range from 8.50 to 9.50. And that's the thing. I mean, Breakfast? You can go to a fast food place and mm-hmm. spend $11 easily. 11 bucks? Yeah, I mean, fast food is not... F- you get a lot of food for you, 11 bucks. Fast food's not as dogs. cheap as it used to be. Right. Yeah. I mean... Isn't it? No, not really. Gabriel, do you eat healthy? Yeah, no. Mostly vegan as well, so... Are you a, oh. ve- you're a vegan too? Mm-hmm. Really? So yeah. no McDonald's, no nothing? <laughs> no. I used to think McDonald's was going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> What made you think that? Because I'm a crazy person. Actually, <laughs> you're, you're not 100% wrong about that. I think like oh, in the past year on. or so, it was the, it's the, been the first time that McDonald's has started to shut down. It's been like... The, this is yeah. McDonald's? Yes. Is and that right? In the, this pa- I think the past two years, it's like the first time... Well, if you take a look at the McDonald's menu, they're going crazy trying to add so-called healthy stuff to yeah. it. You, know? you can get salad there now and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that sort of defeats the purpose of going to McDonald's if you're going to eat healthy. I think that, didn't someone do some study that the actual, that quote unquote healthy salad is still like 50,000 calories or something because they I've, douse it in yeah. Yeah, I think it's on the, stuff? They have uh, like high caloric uh, dressings and stuff right. like that. But I'm sure you can get something there. I haven't, I haven't been there I don't in know. a long time. So, Renzo, what are you shooting these days? We're going to get back to this meal in a second. But what are you making these days? Um, well, I, well, after I. You know, after I was disappointed with the whole luchador thing, I got really angry at the world, and I and I wrote this thing called Bird uh, right. that was, and it and I wanted to shoot it in, like I wanted to have it in one room with only two actors. So and, first of all, you wrote luchador because you hated everybody else. No, 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 no. That was just that was a, <laughs> and then because you didn't want to work with anybody. Then you hate to hate to hate everybody. No, even no, more. no. 
So then, uh, so so Bird was who was a producer? Searock, who did it? Who produced the movie? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So anyway, Bird. Uh, yeah, okay. I've so got the producers here. What are their names? He wants to blink twice yes, if we get it. Go in. through. Right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's not Clint Eastwood. Okay. Okay. The other two options are Julian Ludwig and David Valdez. It's David Valdez. <laughs> Why would you say David Valdez over Because Julian? it's got a Hispanic name. <laughs> <laughs> and you're from and Colombia. Yeah, and then he's, you said he was in Mexico on Bay Yes. Mm. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. But, together Valdez. The but that Valdez is, is spelled with an S, not a Z. That could be. <laughs> he could be mispronouncing it, C-Rock. It's his first day on the job. It's his very first right. day doing this. How do you think he's doing? I think he's, oh, he's doing great. Renzo, so how's he doing? Did he get it right? I don't know. Is it one of those he two picked, guys? He picked two people. Is it one of those two guys? <laughs> It could be one of those two it guys. It could be one of those two guys. Okay, we're not going to go. I don't see why he wouldn't tell us seeing the guy just ah. completely No, no, no. He's still, I think, shot you down. I still is consider still, him a friend. Are there still yeah. hope? There's still see, hope. See, this is the thing with Hollywood. Yeah. As long as there's still hope <laughs> there's that he hope. could make my movie, well, I'm not going to say anything bad. Actually, I didn't want him to make the movie. I just I actually... wanted to get it some help. I, yeah. I just well, maybe to... it was helpful. What it was. Told. It was, actually. In, in retrospect, it was helpful, what I read and what I learned from what, right. what he said. Right. And uh, and so when I wrote Bird, it was it was a whole different type of movie. It was it was basically a it was a lesbian erotic Twilight Zone episode, basically that I wrote. Okay. And it was, but it was all in one room. Wow. Uh, lesbian. I have to write this down. <laughs> lesbian erotic Twilight Zone. Right. And, uh, in one room. And uh, but it was wow. a story about love and uh, selfishness and sacrifice and can you give us the one sentence pitch on the story what is the story two girls walk into a room <laughs> two girls walk into a room Were they, was there waxing involved no waxing <laughs> no but it was, I don't want to watch you it. know it's, <laughs> we could add it uh, but no is this a story about a, it's just a magical room that gives you everything you want except for freedom and then the only way to get out is to fall in love with somebody and have them fall in love with you at the same time and then you can leave but they have to take your place and so you're you end up what the one person you fall in love with you can't leave with you. They can't leave with you. Oh, wow. And so you know you're trapped in this room for all this time, and you know it's like everybody. I feel like everybody hurts the person they love all mm-hmm. the time. Okay. You know, sometimes you take it for granted. Sometimes you know better, but you do the wrong thing anyway. Um, because you're because I think ultimately maybe everyone's just a has to be a little bit selfish. You know, for self preservation, if nothing else. So, and it was, and there was a story about that, you know. And the whole time, even outside, there's the, an old man that's been waiting for her for for years because you don't age inside the room, because he's the one that trapped her in there, and he's waiting for her to come out because he's uh. because he has the regret of what he left behind, right? mm. not realizing that what he had was all he needed, you know. But you always want what's outside the window, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so, so that's the you know that's basically the story. And in the end, she does the same thing to him. To, or to this girl. Well, you have to to get out. Right? Yeah. Well, the know. room is what's in the room. Nothing. Well, whatever you, whatever, pretty much whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want is in the room. Okay. Yeah. Including, including the tools to get out, but you just have to figure out how to use them. Yeah. So it's like escape huh. my room down there. Sort of. So, yeah. so the room contains everything you ever wanted in the world except freedom. Uh, yeah. And the only way you can get freedom is to fall in love. And they fall in love with you as well. And you have to have someone fall in love with you. Hmm. So how many people are in this room? I'm picturing just two, but there's actually millions of people in this room. Well, there's... Depending on the budget of the movie, if there's David two, Valdez... No, no, there's two people in that room. 
There's only two people in the room. Mm-hmm. So suppose it's like me and you, right? So we have to fall in love with each other. Well, the thing is, the one person, one I'm person. Not saying that's impossible, by no, the way. Right? That's, so and just, that was actually part of it. That's uh, actually part of it. That's why it was a, a lesbian thing, uh, because she didn't expect it to go that way. And, right. And uh, she was looking through the through the beginning. She's looking for a guy to like basically lure into her apartment, but she's looking at love in, in, in an entirely wrong way. Mm. And so when this person comes into her life, totally accidental. Uh, she develops this relationship with them and then uh, and falls in love. You know? so. What a mind-bending kind of a wacky story. So what happens to this movie? What hap- Are you making this thing? Have you made it or what's going on? Well, I sold the rights to it. And uh, so right now it's just kind of, it's probably sitting on someone's desk doing nothing. But you sold it to some, <laughs> you, so you sold the script? Yeah. and so To, to someone in Hollywood? Yeah, so I'm well, just congratulations. That's yes. a pretty big friggin' deal awesome. in itself. If someone picks it up, that'd be great. But uh, so we're just, I guess they're just waiting on on money and everything. Uh, but what's it called? Bird. B i r d. Yeah, but if I ever get, I, I hope to get the rights back if nothing happens, and then uh, I might do it myself still. Right. And uh, you know, in the meantime, but yeah, but in the meantime, you know, the reason I wrote that was because I just wanted to write a low budget, you know, one room, two people type story and uh and it was you know that was the, the best story i can come up with at the time that's, and all and, it's pretty and, original i, I have a question think. yeah so yeah. when you're writing this script about the girl i mean do you envision somebody while you're writing it well all the all the the stories that are in because they talk about their past relationships sort of a little bit and uh and everything that even happens in there uh were really all stories that were my own there, it's basically almost every relationship I ever had is really mm-hmm. just kind of little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. So it's, it, so you have like kind of somebody in mind, like as you're writing it. There's probably like there's a lot of people in mind. You know, Are for you thinking di- about revenge for different parts. No, I'm just like talking about like you know, like as you're writing it. I feel like you know when you're reading a story, you know, you you automatically like whatever the character is, you you're envisioning what this sure. person looks like and what yeah. they sound like, and so I just want to know from a writer's perspective, like, well, are you doing the same as you're I'm writing it? Of, I mean. You know, it's interesting. Often I don't, but uh, but on this one in particular, because all the stories in it were all basically true stories, mm-hmm. and uh, so I would have to go back and remember. And sometimes it was really interesting because I'd have to go back and remember the situation and try to remember it through her point of view. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe I was in the wrong. You yeah, know? yeah. You start, right. you start writing, right. and you're like, oh my god, I was you an know, asshole this whole yeah. entire time. I didn't you even know. know. And uh, so it was just kind of a because you know you look back. Favorably in your own past, a lot of times. Sure. So it was a, it was really interesting to look back at it in that way, um, and then the only women, the only characters in the movie are two women. There are actually two guys, but one of them doesn't have any lines, and the other one has like maybe two or three lines. And so, and I'm not a woman, so it was so I had this uh, self consciousness about the idea that I didn't know how to. What, I mean, I don't feel like I know what anybody thinks, but in particular women. And uh, <laughs> so the. Uh, so I ended up listening to a lot of like uh, erotic, uh, lesbian erotica podcasts at night when I would go to sleep, and I would just let them play as I fall asleep, hoping it would just sink in my head. Oh <laughs> like subliminally find its way yeah. into your brain, and you'd wake yeah. up as a. But what? Did, oh. it, did it work? Who's calling? I don't know. Yeah. Somebody from Hillard, Ohio. So I wouldn't answer. It's gotta be a phone solicitor. But I think what I learned in the end of it was that really like. Men and women aren't really that different as far as uh, as what they uh, as what they want 
or at least, you know, from my experience of what I uh, gave, you know, when I let people read it, I, I first only let women read it, and uh, because I wanted to make sure the voices were good, right. and uh, and they they all seemed to really like it, and uh, it wasn't until towards the end that I let any guys actually read it. And it's a pretty brave thing to write, something for only women. Have you thought about doing that as like a TV series? It sounds more like some one of these. Uh-huh. Weird TV yeah. shows you see, you know, like Netflix I mean, it, it or could, Amazon. Yeah, it it could probably make a. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no, I have not. It'd thought be of like that. a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. You know, but uh, the room. Yeah, but I, I mean, the way I didn't, I didn't write it thinking about television. You know, yeah. because of the content. You know, mm-hmm. like, but it, now you can do that with Netflix shit, and Amazon yeah. and all this <laughs> stuff. Sure. I mean, I, I could then. You know, even then, but. Uh, I don't know. I just never thought about it that way. Wow, it's pretty exciting. So this is what you do all day. You think about stuff like this. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I normally write uh, weird love stories. Is basically what I like to write. You know, so you've um, come a long way from shaving your legs, riding a bike, and being in the military. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I would say, wouldn't you think? <laughs> Living in New Orleans, writing weird lesbian erotica. Well, and I mean, that's the only one I've ever wrote that way. But uh, but yeah, it's mostly just I just try weird to find the. A, a strange twist on whatever the story is, or, or on love, you know, and uh, and make it. Are you in love currently? No, I'm in a steady state of heartbreak. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, that That's just made me want to tear up. Go ahead, you're welcome to tear up. It's because you're pregnant. You? I know, Emotional. I've been crying over everything. Have you really? Yes. Oh. Everything. I could cry right now. Because of Paul Renzo's yes, broken heart. Yes, it made heart. me so sad. He is. He doesn't yeah. look that sad. You look good. Oh, yeah, you, you do look good. You got that beautiful different for when you were babies. Back to the beautiful skin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, did someone uh, break your heart, or did you make a mistake and break your own heart? Oh, somebody's always breaking my heart. No. I mean, I, I actually got really sad. I'm reading this book about birds, and I got really sad when the there was. It's a science book about birds, and uh, so it was. It was talking about how birds have funerals and stuff, and they do they? Wow! Yeah, or some—not all of them, but some of them—and they have these birds. They did an experiment, so they—I guess they killed a bird, and then they put them out there to see what the other birds did. And I just like was like, uh, I was like, oh my god! Wait, I need to know who these bitches are who are breaking your heart, so I can go. <laughs> I can go wait West Bank on them and tear yeah. them up. I'll give you address. Body yes, I am. Can you kick ass with? Can you like hurt people? Verbally. <laughs> Verbally, I'll be very abusive stro- to these are girls. Are you strong as well as, like, are these muscles useful? I mean, I mean I'm pretty strong. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty strong for, for a tiny person. Yeah. You're not tiny. Yeah, I mean, are you? you know, I don't, I don't have big muscles, but I, I'm pretty strong. Well, you do have but big I, muscles. But I could so really, I could, I'm telling you, I could whoop these girls. <laughs> yeah, I okay, Renzo. I'm, like, really, I'm really upset about this whole situation. Well, are you, are you <laughs> looking for a replacement one to fall in love with? No, I'm just I'm just trying to finish whatever it is I'm writing right now on this goofy script where the, a woman kills her husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a great idea. And does she get away with it, or haven't you got to the end yet? Do you, um, know, do you know the end before you start? Often. Oh, what about this one? Uh, yeah, she's going to get away with it. Yeah. Nice. Get away with it. Yes. I like that. Yeah, it was, it was actually I based the whole story off this. Uh, I read this book a long time ago about the Harry Krishners, and they killed this guy. They used to, they used to be Harry like. Harry Krishner people killed someone? Yeah, they were. They used to be like <laughs> the, the largest. Flies. They used to be the largest hash smuggling operation in the world. Wow. Or one of Or hash oil smuggling operation in the world. Yes. And so they had this camp out somewhere. I can't remember where. And they lured this one guy who they didn't like into the woods to do cocaine 
And uh, there's a big difference between hash and cocaine. Yeah. But that's what the that's way that's okay. where the story went. And they had dammed up a creek, and and then they in the on the dry side of the creek they dug a grave, and they killed this guy, and that's where they buried him. And they and they broke the and they broke the dam, and so nobody can find the body. So for <laughs> years, they, the police just went no body, no this crime. Is, is this true? This is a true story. This is a true story. Yeah. And for years, they went no body, no crime. So there was no uh, no evidence that this guy was nothing more than just missing and ran away from a crazy cult. And then eventually, one of the guys freaked out and told the whole story and showed him where the body was, and they wow. dug him up. So in my story, okay. that was the thing. She's she's doing the same thing to this guy. Uh, who originally was supposed to be an abusive husband, mm-hmm. but now he's he's literally a monster. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, so and nobody believed her. You know, so it's I, I just she's married to an actual monster, right? And nobody okay, that, and nobody. Is this a comedy or no, no, no? But a, the idea is that nobody, have, you know, she's trying to tell people this, and and everybody just sees him as this nice guy, but he's actually an actual monster. An actual yeah. monster, yeah. So, wow, this could be pretty good. No, I, I'm, yeah, last night I was writing some good stuff in there. Okay. I was like, this so, is getting scary. So, Renzo, <laughs> how do we find you, Renzo? We've got to get the hell out of here. So, what's a good like website where I can send people to to find something out about you? Um, is there a... I mean, you can just go to my, I don't know, my Twitter, I guess. Twitter is the best way yeah. to find you. Okay. And what are you on Twitter? Uh, Def Jelly. Oh, I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> Did you say Def? D-E-F-J-E-L-L-Y. Deaf Jelly. It's funny because you were deaf originally, Gabriel, <laughs> and I suppose Jelly Roll Morton must have known Lewis Gottschalk. <laughs> That's a weird comment to this to end the whole conversation. With, yeah, isn't really? it? Yeah. Deaf Jelly, okay. I don't know where you came up with that one. Is there a story behind that? I think I, I, I think it went off of Def Jam Records or yeah. something. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'm going to sue you for that. That's awesome. <laughs> Renzo, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, no, thanks for having me. I have to see you again before yeah. another five years. I'm sure you've got a lot more stories that we didn't get to, don't you think? Yeah. Hope yeah. There's a lot going on there, isn't That's there? That's awesome. I know. Thank you. He's a dark horse, this Renzo. <laughs> And Barbara Blank as well yes. is here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And the website is cleancreations.net. Clean dot net. Dot net. Or, dot, or dot com. Or dot com. I got them both. Why did you say dot net before you said dot com? That was weird. Well, I started out with dot net. And then oh, we, re- and we then recently so bought got, .com. Yeah. You got .com off these other people that had clean creations. How much did you have to pay for it? A couple thousand. That's not bad. No. Mm, that's pretty good, actually. Oh, I waited them out before. Good job. <laughs> And Gabrielle Evelina, who there's no information about whatsoever <laughs> online, but we can rectify that. We'll put something up. We'll put a link to your Facebook page. You need to put some sort of bio up on that Facebook page. Yeah, I know. I know. How about that? Okay. <laughs> and special thank you before we get out of here to Basics Swim and Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style there on Magazine Street, right next to the lingerie store Basics underneath. And thank you, too, to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent or cure a hangover, which is at hdestroyer.com. You can get your hands on some by going to hdestroyer.com. And if you write happy hour on the coupon code, you get 30% off of it. That's it, everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. That was happy hour for another week. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our associate producers are Alison Moon and April Stolf. Christian Unruh is our music director. And Jean Valois is our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. The person who put this whole thing live on Facebook is Asher Griffith. 
And sitting over there on his first day on the job, our fact checker is Andrew Searock. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about 60 minutes while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworms.com. You can also find many other shows that we produce here. There's lots of other happy hours to listen to as well as Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker and about 10 or 12 other podcasts as well. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans, so whatever you're on, go look for It's New Orleans, and we're probably there. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. Those photos are taken today by Alison Moon. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in uptown New Orleans, right across from the European Wax Center. Happy Hours of Production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon is on the road. Take a look at andrewduhon.com and see if he's in a town near you. From everybody around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs>